Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. I'm Martin Pollack from Harvard Medical School and Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center. And I'm going to talk today about interpreting genetic testing results uh, for APOL1-associated kidney disease. How do these two APOL1 alleles cause increased susceptibility to kidney disease? But more important to today's talk is how do we recognize these variants and how do we decide um, whether a person has a high-risk APOL1 genotype or not? So this slide shows the APOL1 genotype frequencies in people um, who are African-American. Um, what we call the, the G0, G, G0 genotype, the genotype where a person does not have any copy of the risk variant APOL1, um, is about 50 to 55% among African-Americans. Among, if we, if we look at uh, the numbers, the percentages of people who are heterozygous for either G1 or G2, it's about, it's about 35%, again, uh, among African-Americans. Um, about 13% of African-Americans have two risk variants, so either a G1, G1 genotype, a G2, G2 genotype, or a G1, G2 genotype. These three genotypes that I've illustrated in red are the kidney disease high-risk genotypes. Now, I, I, it's important I point out these are really not tied to race per se. We think that the G1 and G2 variants in APOL1 um, developed in Western Sub-Saharan Africa about five to 10,000 years ago. And so uh, these variants are more common in people of recent African ancestry um, than in other populations. And in the United States, there's considerable overlap between people of recent African ancestry and the population that identifies as African-American. Now, it's important to point out that there's a lot of variation in APOL1 besides the variants that define G1 and G2. Uh, we really should think of G1 and G2 as alleles rather than variants, although we always uh, talk about them as the these risk variants or G1 and G2 variants. Um, from left to right on this uh, grid, uh, you see the different amino acids that are somewhat variable among populations that, and that define uh, quite a number of different uh, haplotypes. The point here is that the G1 and G2 forms of APOL1 exist on specific haplotype backgrounds. Um, this is different from some of the uh, commonly observed haplotypes uh, lacking uh, the risk allele defining variants. So while we can talk about G0, G1, and G2, and for most purposes, that's totally adequate, uh, the the variation in APOL1 is, is somewhat more complicated. Now, APOL1 variants increase the risk of several different forms of kidney disease. Of course, there are all sorts of ways we define kidney disease. We can define it histologically. 
We can define it mechanistically. We can divide it, uh, define it by uh, clinical syndrome. Um, if you look at the left of this figure, certain very well-defined, very specific phenotypes are really highly associated with APOL1. These include interferon-associated uh, FSGS, FSGS that develops after therapeutic treatment with interferon, um, COVID-19-associated collapsing nephropathy, HIV-associated nephropathy. These are all very highly associated with uh, high-risk APOL1 genotypes with odds ratios of 29 or greater. Odds ratios for development of FSGS are also high. Um, are also high. So for FSGS, the odds ratios are about 17. For what we call hypertension-attributed end-stage renal disease, odds ratios are more on the order of 7 to 11. And as we move farther to the right on this uh, diagram and uh, talking more, uh, less well-defined, more clinically uh, fuzzy uh, phenotypes, these odds ratios are somewhat lower. So, for example, the odds ratio for development of non-diabetic chronic kidney disease in adults is, is about 1.5 to 2. Um, for things like IJ nephropathy, there does not appear to be any increased risk of, of, uh, of kidney disease in association with high-risk APOL1 genotypes. Um, so typically, when a clinical laboratory reports the result of an APOL1 test, they report whether an individual, uh, the individual's G0, G1, G2 um, genotypes and, and, and the combination. So here are three examples from one uh, commercial tester. On the upper left, we see uh, what's called a positive finding here uh, in gene APOL1. Um, this lab reports the inheritance is, uh, as being complex, reflecting the fact that not everyone who inherits a high-risk APOL1 genotype, in fact, gets disease. Um, so although it follows a recessive pattern inheritance, it's not a Mendelian disease. And then this person is heterozygous for the G1 allele, as illustrated in the fourth column, and the G2 allele. So this person inherited G1 from one parent and G2 from the other parent. So this person has two risk alleles, and they have a, uh, a kidney risk-associated APOL1 genotype. In the example in the middle, here again, as a result of APOL1 testing, a positive result, this individual in the fourth, uh, fourth column variants, we see that this person has two copies of G2. This person is homozygous for G2. So he or she inherited a G2 allele from both parents. And again, this person has a high-risk APOL1 genotype. Lastly, on the bottom right, we see uh, a result that is not positive. Here we have an individual who is heterozygous for a G1 allele, um, again, in the variance column uh, number four. You see this person is heterozygous for both the serine 342 glycine and isoleucine 384 methionine 
uh, G1 defining pair of variants. So this person uh, has one risk allele, so they could pass on a risk allele to uh, their children, but this person, since they only have one copy of a risk variant, they do not have a high-risk genotype. They're a carrier, the high-risk allele, but they don't have a high-risk APOL1 genotype. I will end there, and thank you very much for your attention. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.